because it's nothing that we know for certain, but we kind of do. Um, and has now come back ready to launch this fantastic music project that we all hold near and dear to our hearts. Now, first you know. off, he could have just said his tenants stop paying their rent. Like, <laughs> we. <laughs> No, I think the actual hair is like running away from my personality. You know what I mean? Kind of like your hair. Yeah, that's what's happening to my hair. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like the hair on my face, though. Although I thought that was the case, and then I looked at it, a video popped up on my memories from like 2013, and Mm -hmm. my hairline looked the exact same. So I think I'm just paranoid. I think my hair has always looked like this. But maybe you never know. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had to push the time back. I was busy watching all of Christopher Nolan's Batman's, <laughs> as Trey <laughs> as Trey knows, because I've been live texting him throughout the whole thing. I was gonna say he's basically giving me the play by play for what he thinks for a movie that came out ten fucking years ago. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I had never seen Batman Begins. Which what you think? Forgot, I do want to hear I forgot about to that. Tell you, banger. I, yeah, I banger. don't. I don't like that he spends the first half of the movie being a ninja. But after that phase is over. <laughs> but that's how he has to begin, like dude. That's the whole point of him beginning. <laughs> First off, after watching Dark Knight, Bruce Wayne was definitely at the Gotham Insurrection. That much I know. When he oh, like yeah. when he pulls up hmm. to his, his penthouse on the helicopter, you know like that just gives insurrection vibes. Those guys kind of weren't really about the insurrection though, I feel like. Like they thought they were kind of above it. I guess he would Bruce would have been egging other people on to go to the insurrection for him. Um Yeah, those movies are great. The fucking Bane's voice in the third one was just so funny, dude. The way that he talks is so funny. Him and Christian Bale's Batman voice is is classic. It's <laughs> iconic. And Robert Pattinson's just never gonna have that, you know? Bane is the one impression that I'm able to do accurately. You ready for my spot on Bane impression? Yeah, yeah, Don't please, do please. It. Don't. Hold on. <laughs> I was wondering what would break first. Your mind or your body? It's the only impression I can do it's, well. It's, it's, it's spirit or body, bro. You fucking botched the... <laughs> It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was telling. First off, Tell me the I, voice is spot on. It was pretty good. Like, it was pretty good. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I've just been doing the Batman voice because he has all these hilarious one-liners. Where like the one from the Dark Knight is the Joker's like he's talking about the girl and he's like, oh, you, you have some fight in you or whatever. And then out of nowhere, Batman shows up and he's like, then you're gonna love me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like or the, in, uh, in Rises, when Anne Hathaway's like, my mother warned you about getting into cars with strangers. And he goes, this isn't a car. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they fly off in the helicopter. <laughs> so good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back. Um, we're your hosts, Blake, Christian, and Trey Christian is back after his long hiatus. He has promised after being gone for the past three months that he's going to bring his A-game today. Um, we, oh, and this is totally about his music. We today are going to talk about a monumental hip-hop album, Watch the Throne by Jay-Z and Kanye West. So Watch the Throne is a collaborative studio album by American rappers Jay-Z and Kanye West, collectively known as The Throne. It was released on August 8, 2011 through Rockefeller Records, Rock Nation, and Def Jam Recordings. 
Prior to the release, Jay-Z and West had collaborated on various singles and with the later the latter as a producer on the former's work. They originally sought to record a five-song EP together, but the project eventually evolved into a full-length album. The album features guest appearances from Frank Ocean, The Dream, Beyonce, and Mr. Hudson. It also features vocal contributions from Kid Cudi, Seal, Justin Vernon, Ellie Jackson, Charlie Wilson, and Pete Rock, among others, and samples of vocals by soul musicians Otis Redding and Curtis Mayfield. So, guys... Um, Trey, you can lead us off. When I know when you first heard it, what did you think about Watch the Throne when you first heard it? First off, uh, what song is fucking Seal on? <laughs> I do not know, actually. It's, it's Kiss from a Rose. Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> is it that like sampled on or something? No, that song actually is on the deluxe version of this album. Kiss from no, a Rose. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Oh, funny story about Kiss from the Rose, though. So we used to have, we'd always, whenever we'd roll into Swanee, we'd like pick a song to like blare as we like had the windows down. And it, nine times out of 10, it was just Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which is a very fun song to listen to as you pull into a festival. Very nice. Um, so That's first some time I heard- shit that some whoops would definitely do and think that it's cool. And everybody's like, this is gay. Like, this <laughs> Can is you turn gay. this off, please? But like the four <laughs> people in the car, like it's super about it. <laughs> We thought it was funny at the time, and it is. It's a good bit. Um, so the first time I ever heard this album, I remember actually – so I was really excited because this is when we were going through kind of the beginnings of the electronic music, like listen to any and all electronic music, thinking it was really cool. And Who Gonna Stop Me was like part of that song was like in a Flux Pavilion song or something. Like, I can't it stop. The drop. It was yeah, a I Flux Pavilion stop. song. They basically just yeah. took that song. Right, exactly. And so I was really excited for the album in general because I think that like leaked or maybe it was a single. I don't really remember the specifics. Um, and so the album came out and I was walking into my backyard uh, to go hang out with my next door neighbor who was like in college at the time. And I was like about to go to college. It was like summer before like my freshman year of college, um, like because it came out in August in 2011. And he was back there and we hooked our phone up to like a little speaker and we listened to the whole album and we thought it was fantastic and really cool and just like really great hip hop. And it was kind of like hyped up all summer. Um, I think like ham came out, even though it ended up not being on the real album. Um, and uh, yeah, I love this album from the drop and excited to kind of talk a little bit more about it today. Very Didn't nice. do as much research as I would have liked to coming into today. I'm be honest, I was a little distracted by some things happening. That's weird because like I, I picked the album like fucking five days ago, so that's weird. You know, like, but like I listened to it a time. time. I listened. I listened to it three times over, and like I'm ready to talk about this record. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Christian, what about you? So I dabbled through this album when it initially came out, just through like the fucking banger tracks. I'm not sure if y'all know this, or our listeners probably don't, but um, my early years in college, I really sh- was struggling to find myself and to kind of seem like a hardo and, and stick out a little bit at the University of Alabama, grew my hair out, started getting some tatties, and I used to <laughs> longboard religiously everywhere on campus, even if it was the most inconvenient thing for me to do, because I wanted people to see that I was the longboard guy. I was like edgy, like kind of had the hair. And so I was like other girls, basically. I was not like other girls. So I would fucking just blast, um, you know, like the main heaters from this album, as far as like the sampling production, it was a time where I was never even, 
I didn't get get into hip hop until probably like five years ago or something. And mm-hmm. so the sampling production on this is what kind of brought me into it. Like Trey was saying with that flux pavilion, it has that, um, that Cassius sample, the, I love you. So, um, that I just absolutely love and kind of ran those tracks consistently. But this is the first time that I rinsed it front to back. So nice. Um, yeah, I am kind of around the same, um, boat as Trey. I obviously listened to it when it first came out. Um, was a huge fucking fan of it. So many of the songs. So there were seven singles. Um, they included God, Ham, I know, Ham, Otis, Liftoff, No Church in the Wild, um, Homies in Paris. Now we're going to talk about it. Fellas in Paris. Um, among my, guys in Paris. my guys in who Paris. Who's in Paris? Who is it, though? <laughs> Uh, my guys, why do you oh, think it's called my guys are my guys in Paris? Because my guys was in Paris. <laughs> my guys are in Paris currently. They are <laughs> in Paris. Paris. Um, but yeah, I I obviously rinsed it a shit ton. I remember it like I was in going into my what what year of high school that have been my sophomore year, um, and I remember this and the Carter Four came out around the same time. And so that was like all that we were listening to constantly was Watch the Throne and Carter Four. Um, so I loved it. I went to the this is a fun fact. I went to the Watch the Throne show in Atlanta and they did two nights in Atlanta. The night that I went, me and Jack Hagenbotham, shout out Jack, they recorded the um, Brothers in Paris music video. So the music video oh, on YouTube, cool. I was at that fucking show. Um, so yeah, I really, I really fucking liked it and I still like it today. I, I think a lot of these tracks that I didn't initially love have grown on me a ton, uh, which we'll get into here in a little bit, but, um, Trey, you want to start us off with your top three, my guy? I would, uh, I would love to, my guy who is in Paris. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, so top three. Um, so my number one song, I'll just start off with that because I think it is the perfect balance of a fantastic hit, very popular, um, has a great sample, uh, is Otis. Um, Otis just goes so, so, so hard. Um, the Otis writing sample on there is sick. Um, he's dead, right? Yes. Um, (laughs) that has nothing to do with my analysis. I'm just... You know, I didn't want to say R.I.P. Otis we, if he was like alive or something. You know, we tell Trey no, and he's like, "Oh, never mind. I hate this song. <laughs> I hate this song." Um, also, like you know, Bro, he's theme, dead as fuck. He died in nineteen sixty-seven. That man is Fucking dead. dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I I knew he was dead. I didn't say he wasn't dead. I didn't say he's alive. Trey goes. I want to touch on Rosa Parks for a second. Yeah, She's dead, by the way, right. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, you know, a big theme of this album is kind of like decadence and just being filthy fucking rich and like, you know, having made it and all of that type of stuff. And just like the braggadociousness that like Jay-Z and Kanye are kind of famous for. Um, But this is like when they really like Jay-Z's like about to become a billionaire when this drops, if he hasn't already. And Kanye's shortly there behind him. Um, so I think this song, you know, is just like, it is really cool. It kind of encapsulates a lot of what the album is about. 
Also, the music video I could watch on repeat forever. So good. I mean, and the fact they actually cut up a Maybach is like just sick. so sick. <laughs> um, on the flip side of that, another one of my favorite songs is New Day um, because it's just kind of like it's this down tempo, um, a little more soulful, a little more introspective and talking about like their kids. Um, Kanye at the time was not a parent yet. Um, but he does say that when he becomes a parent, he might uh, let his kid be a Republican so that everyone knows that, uh, you know, he loves white people, loves, loves white people. Uh, come to find out uh, he wasn't joking about that. He was pretty fucking serious. No, nope, full um, circle, baby. And so I, I can't knock I can't knock Kanye for sticking to his word. Um, and then another one. Uh, 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 this is my third track is I put murder to excellence on there. Um, I think the beat is really cool. The, like the sample with the, uh, with the, with the flips is really nice. Um, and, uh, what was this part that I was looking at earlier? Um, it's just like kind of the, towards the end of the track, it's like where the promised land of the OGs in the past few picture events, like a black tie. What's the last thing you expect to see black guys? What's the life expectancy of black guys? The system's working effectively. That's why. God um, so kind fucking of, bar. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> bar. Um, and so it's just kind of tying in like the decadence and like the, like the way that they're like celebrating themselves and celebrating their own excellence and like that they've made it in this like high class society while also recognizing like that obviously that is not the situation um, for most of most of their black brothers and sisters in the world. Um, so I think that's really cool. And then for honorable mention, uh, I put Gotta Have It solely because of this bar. Um, sorry, I got to pull up the lyrics. So give me like three seconds. But uh, it's uh, what's up, motherfucker? Where my money at? You gonna make me come down near your house where your mommy at? And mommy wrap the kids having crime for their mommy back. Um, Nice. Uh, tell me that your daddy is. Tell him I just want my racks. I like. I just fucking love that bar. Yeah, that bar is tight. <laughs> like, it just makes you feel like grabbing your dick. Oh shit! It's just blacks on blacks on blacks. Yeah, fire. Um, yeah, so those are my top three. Nice. Um, sorry, Christian. I'm going to hijack this and go next, just because I want to talk about murder to excellence as well. Um, I'm going to work in rever- reverse order here. Murder Excellence is my favorite song on the album. It's probably one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time because it covers... The sample's amazing. The beat's amazing. The way they bounce back and forth between each other is fucking phenomenal. Um, My favorite part of the song... This is a crazy fact if people don't know this, but it's the end of verse 3. Kanye says, It's a war gone out, gone, going on outside we ain't safe from. I feel the pain in my city wherever I go. 314 soldiers died in Iraq. 509 died in Chicago. And then Jay-Z comes in and says, I arrived on the day Fred Hampton died. Real brothers just multiply. So if you don't fucking know this, Fred Hampton, civil rights activist, who, by the way, was murdered by murdered. our federal fucking government, if you were unaware of that, when he was murdered... By the Blake, American government <laughs> on December 9th, 1969, the same day Jay-Z was born, after Fred Hampton's death. If there is that is the strongest case for reincarnation, right? Fucking there, <laughs> my guy. That bar goes so hard. And like if it hadn't been real, it wouldn't be cool. But the fact that they were that actually happened is so fucking sick. And that's a hell of a bar. That bar is crazy. And I was going to talk about what you talked about, Trey, the, that Kanye line in his his later verse, um, because I love that, too. I also love just um, Jay-Z's verse in the beginning is 
is very similar when he's talking about like success and stuff about like that. But there's a line where he says, "Only spot a few blacks, the higher I go." Touching on mm-hmm. that same theme, same theme that that Kanye rapped about as well. So I just I love Murder Excellence. I think it's kind of the pinnacle of this album. Um, second song, No Church in the Wild. I mean, Frank Ocean doesn't hit often for me. Frank Ocean really fucking hits on this song. Fun fact, this song was supposed to be on Magna Carta Holy Grail, um, and mm. they deemed it was too good, so they put it on Watch the Throne. Um, I love the Kanye line where he's talking about this girl that he sees, and he says, two tattoos, one red, no apologies. The other said, love is cursed by monogamy. Fucking love that bar. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Um, and then uh, third and final song, my fellows in Paris, obviously. I mean, when does that song not bang? When did when do you not get hype here in that song? Every time. Just the, the intro. Oh, so hard motherfuckers wanna find me. You just know you're about to fucking go in. And when they played it in Atlanta, they played it back to back. They played it two times. When they played it in Paris, they played it eleven times. Back to back, <laughs> eleven times, and they just kept saying again and fucking going into it, which is the most badass shit, man. I don't care what anyone says; I think it's fucking sick. I think that's badass, but then when Kendrick plays Mad City several times, you get mad about it. Nah, he's he he playing your he, logic. He copied their whole fucking flow, word for word, bar for bar. They did it first, and now he wants to do it. He's a fucking copycat, bro. Just stand on your own. Stand on your own if you're so great, Kendrick. That's like a common thing. Next, I'm going to go into honorable mention. (laughs) Skate past this Kendrick conversation. Honorable mention, who going to stop me? Um, I think the electronic, you're right, this was around the time that electronic started to grow in the capacity that it's growing now. So the way that they sampled it and used it was great. Um, Otis is great and New Day is really good as well. New Day is, is kind of a nice breather from the album and they talk about some some introspective stuff, so I really liked it. Um, so that's me. Christian, what do you got? All right. We'll start from the top. This is going to be pretty uh, pretty on par with what y'all are saying. So my number one is Otis because I think it was the first track that I ever – and it's just one of those ones. It's more recognizable than I think almost any um, track on this album just for me. It's one of those ones that I'll run that fucking 12 times a day. Um, number two, I have Why I Love You. I love that Cassius fucking sample and the song goes hard as shit. I had it like yep. blasting through the place today. Um, number three, No Church in the Wild. The tone it sets for this and like what you were saying, Blake, Frank doesn't hit for me often, but God damn. Perfect on this song. <laughs> absolutely perfect. And it just like sets the tone for what this album is going to be and the kind of production and stuff. It's just, it's fucking great. And then honorable mention, I've got got to have it in murder text. So I'm like, we're pretty on point. This pretty aligned here. Yeah. That's surprising go. for us. Um, hang on one second. I want to pull up, uh, well, the lyrics while you're for- pulling that up. I, I got a question about this, this Frank ocean thing. Y'all are saying, y'all, I didn't know y'all didn't like Frank ocean. Like, it's, like, it's not that I don't either. like him. And especially on this like type of song, like when he's kind of over in his lane, I think this is a little something separate from what he, you know, he normally does. Mm-hmm. I can dig some of his original stuff, but it's like rare for me to love it. And like I fucking love this song. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like I you know like Frank hate here. Yeah, okay. I think that 
Frank, I think Channel Orange and the the Frank Ocean stands get pissed when I say this, but I'm not fucking budging on this. Channel Orange is like a seven. Like, it's a good album. It's not this perfect album. It's not phenomenal. Like, it's a good disagree. album. I don't disagree with you. And they get, I like, think it's a very good album, but I don't right. think it's like some fucking game changer. And, yeah, it's not the wall. Like, relax a little bit. And every time I say it's a seven, I get, it's like they're saying I'm, it's a, like, I'm saying it's a two. Like, it's a good album, but I think, like, his hype, the hype from Channel Orange going into Blonde, to me, was undeserved. And I think it was partially because he had been gone so long that they had built up this hype. And then I don't find Blonde that good of an album. It's kind of, it's it's lesser than Channel Orange and it's enjoyable. But, like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't dick ride like that for Frank Ocean. It's just not my guy. Well, you know, Blake, when, when sometimes when people take a long time in between, like, releasing things oh, or, like, making <laughs> you know, sometimes it's an exciting moment when they come back. You know what I mean, Blake? Yeah, that's you know cool, but, about? like, when they come back, look at the work they put out, in like, introspectively, right? Look at it at look at it as face value. Don't look at right. it as they haven't released an album in five years. Now it's automatically good because that's not how that works. I agree, and but then sometimes they come out with like I don't know maybe like a tour or like a All song right. that's cold um, as fuck. So the lyrics on. Uh, <laughs> I just want to touch on Jay Z's opening lines of "No Church in the Wild." Tears on the mausoleum floor, blood stains the Coliseum doors, lies on the lips of a priest, Thanksgiving disguised as a feast, rolling in the Rolls Royce Cambiche. Only doctors got this. I'm hiding from police. So fucking hard, dude. And that's like the that sets the tone for the whole album. It's so oh. good. Um, and OK, we can get into this once we get into ratings and stuff. But like they just push each other so well on this album of like just straight like hip hop rapping bars. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? they do a great job. Um, and it's, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's a lot like, um, Trey, I, th- I don't know. I'm sure Christian hasn't, but did you listen to the Bad Meets Evil album? I did. I thought, like, I don't really like Royce to 5'9", but I thought when they made an album together, it pushed them both to, like, just rap better. And it made, it's kind of the same principle here. Like, just with them working together, it's like they push each other to be a better version of themselves. I remembered liking it back when I listened to it, but I I probably haven't listened to a single Bad Meets Evil song in 10 years. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, Trey, bottom tracks? All right, so bottom tracks. Um, So number one is the song that brought me into the album, uh, I think has aged very poorly. Um, Who Gonna Stop Me? Does It sounds like what I imagine, you know, you know, rock bands when they tried to like start making disco music in the seventies, <laughs> like it's kind of like that where these, these rap guys are like, Hey, someone, someone played Kanye a flux pavilion song. He was like, all right, this is hot. Let's like rap on this. But come to find out, it, you know, hit dubstep and, and rap music do not mix terribly well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put that on my bottom. I don't think it sounds great nowadays, but at the time okay. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, Lift off is not great. Um, it's, I, I just don't love Beyonce's feature in this, uh, for whatever reason, it just kind of doesn't <laughs> really work in the same way that most Beyonce features work. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about her in that song. Cause you're right. She's like, we can take it to the moon, take it to the stars. Damn. You almost hit that. You almost hit that shit, bro. Bro, y'all don't understand. I'm riding on a high you've never experienced today. Um, Yes, I have the other side.com coming later this year. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Yo, I mean, I need money for tour. If we have to plug the other side.com to make some ad revenue so I can get on this, so I can make every stop, I'm fucking down. Um, uh, and then my third song isn't one that I necessarily dislike, um, but it's why I love you. Um, I just think it's like not as strong of a song as some of the others on the album. And, you know, it brings up a good point of like, why are these albums kind of just like, why are we not putting a super hot beat at the end of every like hard album? I don't know, you know dude. Like, yeah. Teetering off at the end. Let's leave the people on a high. Yeah. Yeah. Leave end with fellas in Paris. That's how you go out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Put my guys that are currently in Paris at the end. Solid. So, Blake, what are your bottom three? Um, bottom three. Sorry, I have the Lakers game pulled up, so I got to change tabs real quick. Um, I love that you just like tried to say that as if people are going to be like, oh, wow, like he's super cool. He played, he like pays attention to basketball. But they're going to be, no, they're all Lakers fans. They're going to be so stoked. They're going to be like, same, <laughs> same. <laughs> If anybody's wondering, the score is currently 56 to 50. This is a Lakers podcast now. So. Hey, it's about time for us to start watching this NBA basketball every night because playoffs are coming up, maybe. Yeah, true. Um, bottom songs, lift off. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Beyonce features is not it. I'm sorry, Queen B. I don't want to do you like that. And I know like our dedicated female fan base is probably not going to be super happy about that. Um, but it's just not – she's not it in this song. <clears throat> um I'm surprised you didn't have That's My Bitch on there. Because what the fuck is this song? Like, <laughs> See, I kind of like the beat is the problem. Like, it was Shut definitely the in the way. Shut the fuck it's up. It's just like, dude, like, disjointed rat. It's like, and that's my bitch. It's just so fucking bad, dude. And then my third one, I'm taking kind of a cop out here, but I don't really consider it a cop out because it was a single, even though it's not on the actual album ham i hate that song dude i i don't think i even liked it when it came that doesn't out count. it's a bonus album it's a bonus I'm, track you i'm can't counting do that. it no i'm counting it it was a single it should have been on the album they realized how bad Sounds it was bad. they took it off that's it's, why yeah <laughs> exactly they realized it was bad and it was a misstep um yeah i do not like that song the rest of the album though like i would say the majority of it is either in my top or honorable mention there's just a shit ton of good songs here so that's me christian what about you all right, number one, I have Made in America. I just, it's just a, like hearing that first, like, I don't know, a minute and a half or what, however long it is, where it's like, sweet baby Jesus, every fucking however. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I like literally, it makes me want to fucking throw up. Um, yeah, that's horrible. Lift off is number two. So we're on the same page. And listen. I have a hot take here, but I don't fuck with Beyonce like at all. And whoa, this hold was on. so oh, bad. You just lost the sorry. 20 female listeners. Congratulations. Uh, listen, listen, I'm sorry. They all male probably male hate male. they probably hate me already for my Instagram <laughs> posts. So it is what it is. Like, let's just get it all out there and be done with it. Um, you uh-huh. don't like Lemonade? The album? No. No. I, I just You don't like some does, of the new know. house tracks? Those new house yeah. tracks are fun. I didn't mm, it's listen just, to it. It's I good. Just, I, I like it. It's not for me. I, I don't like her very much. I don't know why. That's fair. Not your cup of tea. And the last is that's my bitch because yeah, <laughs> it's the like it one of those songs that make you furiously angry because you're like, 
no one knows what's going on in this. No one fucking knows. <laughs> it was when like Kanye had his first like fucking manic moment. And I don't know what the fuck this is, but it is absolutely horrible. It's so fucking bad. It's so bad. It's not great. That's fair. Um, okay. You just tried to say you liked it, I thought. You did kind of say that a little bit. He, I said it's not great. It. I said it's not great. I didn't say it's bad. I said it was in the running for my bottom three, I think. Fuck, when we run this tape back, if I didn't say that, I'm going to feel like an idiot. <laughs> I'm pretty did. sure you're like, I'm pretty sure you're like, actually, I kind of dig it. It's got like this fucking beat on it. It makes no goddamn sense. No, I said I like the beat <laughs> Fuck, dude, I don't know, man. I was looking at my phone. I'll be honest with you. Trey's been looking at his phone half the podcast. He doesn't even know what he said. Bro, yeah, that's your third breath mint. Are you good? What are you doing? <laughs> I like popping my breath mints, dude. Chill. God damn, I thought they were nicotine pouches. They're They're like this thing. So, like, ba- well, you know what? We don't have to get into this. But basically, like, when I sit at my desk, I just pop Altoids all day. That I like is them. Good. so fucking weird. How old are you? <laughs> you know what's funny is I do this in actual meetings, and I wonder how many times people are like, why the fuck's this guy just like popping pills? <laughs> They're really just Xanax. Okay. Um, so uh, first week sold 436,000 copies. Um, their tour was the highest grossing tour, uh, highest grossing hip hop tour of 2012. Grossed $48.3 million, eighth highest grossing tour of 2000. Why does it say it says 2012? Oh, the last show was in 2012. Eighth highest grossing tour of 2011. Um, so Rolling Stone, three and a half stars. Watching the throne may be harmful to your eyes. The long awaited, widely hyped joint effort by Jay Z and Kanye West has arrived at last, and it gives off a gilded glare both from the actual cover. And from Jay Z and Kanye's lyrics, an onslaught of Rolexes and Maybachs and Gulfstream jets, five star hotels, and odd, Audemars watches. As Kanye puts it in the surging Otis, this is quote luxury rap. And then Pitchfork eight and a half. Um, Watch the Throne features the following things: absurdly expensive samples, a pair of choruses from Odd Future R and B singer Frank Ocean at the exact moment where he's turning the corner and becoming a thing. Another chorus from a long been a thing, Beyonce, a buddy buddy shout out to the president of the United States, multiple name checks of brands so expensive that you probably never heard of half of them, a murderous row of pro- producers working on almost every track, and a fleeting moment where Bonnie Vare's Justin Vernon sounds like the funkiest man alive. And yet for Jay-Z and Kanye West, this could actually be viewed as a relatively minor album. Amazing. So, Trey, upon re-listen, what are your overall thoughts and what is your final rating, my friend? Overall thoughts, excellent album. Um, it's, it's up there in Kanye's discography. Uh, it's it's probably up there and it's probably higher in Jay Z's discography, maybe just because I feel like Jay Z has less like fully complete albums than Kanye does. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I think it's very good. That's pretty high for your standards. I feel like you're kind of the low rated guy on the pod. You're kind of dropping. I feel like, like I'm the opposite. I feel like I'm the high rated pot on the guy. I feel like Christian's the low rated guy, and you're like kind of the also low rated guy. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christian, what are your thoughts? Now, now, now he's contemplating because we're yeah, yeah, yeah. the low rated yeah. guy. <laughs> he's like, I gotta, I gotta bump this a point and a half. Fuck. He's like, I can't That's be exactly done for this. That's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. 
So I, I loved going through this for the first time, like completely. Um, as for some of the production, it seems a little chaotic at points for me. Just like with, I think that's just how sampling goes in general, especially on songs where it's heavily sampled rap songs they're putting together. And some of it just like doesn't hit for me, but I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. It has great re-listenable value. It's fucking like aged extremely well. And some of these just absolutely ride. Very nice. Um, yeah, upon re-listen, a lot of tracks grew on me. No Church in the Wild grew on me. Murder Excellence grew on me. Um, the album has just so many fucking good songs. And even if they're not like phenomenal hip-hop songs to the level of Murder Excellence, they're still songs that I love to listen to and have always loved to listen to. Um, so I got to give it a eight and a half. It's a fucking fantastic album. I'm doing the bass edition, though, not the deluxe. I don't really like listen to Hey, I'm Primetime or The Joy, which is what they added. Um, so yeah, eight and a half solid final answer. Solid. Yeah. I would, I would only count the, like the real version, not the extended edition. Was there something you wanted to add, Trey? You said something about when we do final ratings, you'll come back to something. Um, You forgot it. Covered it. Yeah. I forgot where we were with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Any final thoughts from anybody? No. All right, so we got a couple. Hey, options. we made it through. Hold on, really quick. Hold on, before we go into our all of our options of, of of the plethora of things we could discuss today, um, one thing in particular, uh, I uh, God, I'm so ready for this to be over. I'm this not. I'm ready for it just to get started. Oh, I'm gonna be so unbearable for so long. You guys have no idea. It's just gonna be like just oh, uh, um, okay. Um, I'm more excited about that than anything else. Um. I made it through a whole Kanye album without talking about how shitty Kanye is now. So I think that's something for us to commend. Well, he loves Jewish people now, so he's done nothing wrong. Oh, that's true. Shout out. Dude, can you imagine what Jonah Hill felt like when he woke up and saw that tweet? <laughs> I guarantee like, you he had no response. I bet you he looked <laughs> at it and closed his phone. <laughs> no way. He's got to be so confusing. It's like on one hand, I made someone love Jewish people again. On the other hand, this guy's a fucking nut job. Why did he single me out? What did I actually do? <laughs> Also, a quick side bit, 21 and 22 Drum Street are fucking hilarious movies. And 22 Drum Street is one of the rare sequels that I think is better than the first one. Those movies uh-huh. are fucking hilarious. So, I think Kanye, it gives it a run for its money. Yeah, if Kanye hasn't seen 22 Drum Street, he needs to get on that, bro. Does he know there's a sequel? He probably doesn't. I bet he doesn't. I bet, he, I bet like if he, if he watched 22 Drum Street, he would be like a full-on, you know, I don't know, I guess like... I guess he would start going. I guess he would convert. He would like, be, an, be anti Hitler. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> He'd be the anti Hitler. Okay, so we got a couple things we can go into. That was Watch the Throne, everybody. We hope you enjoyed. Now we have a few things we need to talk about. So we can go into Rise or Dies and Terrible Twitter takes. We can save our stuff for the end. Or we have to talk about Avatar because Trey finally saw it. And we have to talk about the impending big news. So, what order are we doing this in? <laughs> I think we should go Avatar because um, I want to talk about it. I think we should go the soon news after that. Okay. Um, and then we could do rides or dies. And honestly, I don't have that many great, great tweet- tweets for today. Like I have like a handful. So that'll be a shorter segment than usual. Okay. All right. So let's talk Avatar 2. Trey finally saw it. He's about, I don't know, fucking five months late on this. 
we have known Christian's thoughts for a long time. We have not talked about it on the podcast out of respect for Trey. Um, I think it is phenomenal. One of the best motion, picture, motion pictures I've ever seen in my life. James Cameron did it again. Knocked it out of the fucking park. I mean, there's just zero complaints. I saw it twice in IMAX. That's how much I loved it. I shelled out the 18 bucks twice, twice. to see an IMAX. That's how much That's I liked it. That's just showing that you got money, honestly. It, exactly. I'm just flexing on people on the pod now. Yeah. So I fucking loved it. Trey, what were your thoughts? <laughs> um, first, I'd like to let Christian go ahead and share his thoughts on it since I'm kind of like the last to see it. I feel like I'm, I should be the last to go. Christian? That's fair. I, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, in, as far as the improvements in terms of like – the graphics and the CG, whatever they use, whatever the fuck it is. Like, I, I just fucking, it's the same thing. And they create this world, except, and they create this storyline, and it's the same thing. It's not. It's the very first not. one. Uh, you're so yeah. wrong. And it's like fucking, water is the essence of life. First off, it is life. the essence of life. The essence, the essence of, of water. Beauty. <laughs> That's, that's accurate though that's true so and it sucked it fucking sucked if i could have like i we did a double date thing Ari and i and if we could have left early we would have left early not my cup of tea um so my thoughts on that are much different than that of christians um but they're not quite the same as yours blake i think there are definitely a couple things i took issue with i hate when people when they recycle villains in movies and like as a comic book movie fan like i understand that that kind of puts me at odds with that whole idea (laughs) but the whole thing of like him coming back and like the sun and stuff i don't love that part of the plot but with that being said, I think once you get into the second half of the movie where they're like in the water village and stuff, the CGI is phenomenal. Um, and the graphics are fantastic when they're underwater. I watched yep. it on my TV with a soundbar, uh, which I mean, the soundbar is relatively nice, but I can't imagine what the sound was like in, in a theater, um, especially the scenes wherever there was like rain happening. Oh, um, dude. It was like so detailed and like felt super, super natural. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, I love like the family plot and like the dynamics of like the older son and the younger son. Um, yep. spoiler, big spoiler alert here. So turn off the podcast if you don't want to hear this part, but like, I like that some, someone in the family dies, you know, I like, yeah. I like the son that the son dies. Um, and I think the, I think the movies are going to be really cool. I think the, the daughter, uh, of Sojourney Weavers, is that who's in that? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. She plays Sigourney the daughter. Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I think the daughter, that storyline of her kind of having this like almost immaculate conception thing going on. I think that's going to be really cool. And I feel like that's going to be a major plot in the future ones. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was worth the wait, you know, sometimes Blake, <laughs> Things take a little bit of a long time to develop. <laughs> oh fucking! Holy you shit! You know, can we wrap now? this shit the fuck up? Right? <laughs> right. Can we talk oh, about? Wait, can we talk about wait, the thing hang now? On. Hang on. I just want to say, in, in regards to Avatar two, I will say the sun plot I didn't like, and I know that they created that plot for it to have. It's going to have a huge role in the third movie. Like it's going to play a huge role with him probably betraying these people. Of the- the just the fact part. that he's the villain's son, like oh, can, oh, that son, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you cool. can tell they shoehorn that in there, like to kind of. I think it's going to play a huge part in the third one. Like, I think he's going to end up betraying these people and then having like a coming to Jesus moment. But I will say, Natiri, um, played by Zoe uh, Saldana, Kravitz. or however, 
<laughs> no, not <laughs> nice fucking try though. <laughs> um, um, I think that like her. First off, I think she's the best actor in the movies, but also her character is really interesting because she's kind of like she kind of takes a backseat in this movie, but they write her really well in the sense that like she's kind of at war with where she is within this family. Like her kids are half human and her husband's a human. And like, it's almost like you can tell she's in a battle of being part of the human side of her family, but also being part of what her nature is. And I think they just write it really well. And she does a great job acting it. Um, And the CGI is just phenomenal. Like you can't, I don't understand how, even if the fucking plot was like, we're going to search for the biggest shit in the world. Like, I don't understand how you can't enjoy watching it with how beautiful that movie looks. It's very pretty. It's captivating. You can't look away, dude. It's like, I didn't pee. I, even when I rewatched it, I didn't go up to get up to pee when I had to, because I didn't want to miss the shit that I was looking at. Like that's the part Christian with your critique that I don't understand. Like, it just it was it, done. It was done. They did it. They created this beautiful world. Like as far as the like improvements, what they did underwater now, like what the sound of the rain sounds good, like fucking blow me away. You're like one of those people that like <laughs> you can't even like <laughs> you, like <laughs> can you imagine going sixty years back in time and showing someone this movie? They would shit themselves and fucking die, bro. And you're like, the first one, one. they'd be like, there's and no they way showed this them the second one and they'd be like, Oh, oh, it's the first one again, but underwater. And, and I'd be like, Yeah, I they'd think be like, that the cool, second thanks. one is better than the first one. It is. It I absolutely really I, yeah, I like it. I definitely enjoy it more at least. Yeah, but that's a little I, recency barely. bias, I will say. Yeah, um, but like, and I don't understand this critique that the plot is the same as the first one. It's not even fucking remotely similar. Like, I understand it's similar bad guys, but the stakes are different. The overall, like, theme of the end is different. Like, it's not the same. The other issue that I do take with the plot is, like, the fact that whatever, like, government is funding all of this stuff, like, (laughs) that they're, that that they're funding, baby. Yeah, I mean, I assume, I assume it's America. Going into native people's land and destroying everything they own, it's gotta be America. Yeah. Um, Or, or Great Britain. Um, So the U.S.-Britain alliance government that's funding all of this, I just don't get, like, they're funding basically this guy's, like, revenge tour just to kill the guy that killed him. Like that's the whole thing. Like, sure they like mine the like whales, but like even that is happening on its own without the revenge tour factor. So like, why well, are they so interested in killing Jake Soli? Because my Jake, <laughs> me and Shania said my, my Jake. Jake constantly after that movie. Um, because he's the one leading the resistance. That's why they want to kill him. That I thought was obvious. See, I like, feel like, but he's not even leading the resistance when he runs he, to the foreign land. He definitely well. He runs to the foreign land because they're trying to find him. That's what, he literally says that right. he's like they're not going to stop hunting for us unless we leave. Right. Okay. Cool. That makes a little more sense. Thanks for filling me in there. Yeah. No worries. I'm serious. I'm serious. I really didn't because I, I, I feel like it wasn't that clear that it was like oh he's like the I mean I know he's like the Toromatsu or whatever. Yeah. But that's so that's why they're like we got to kill their leader. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. Edie I'm, Falco's I'm, I'm strapped in there. Edie Falco's character. She she like mentions it. It's like one line in passing. Basically, she's like he he's leading the resistance. So we had to flush. I could have done like for that. a lot more Carmela. I'll tell you that much. That would have oh, been nice. Is she not great? In everything. Oh, she's, she's awesome. God. I love you, Falco. Did you know that she thought that the movie had already come out and that it bombed? Yes. Did you read that? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
That's fucking amazing. Okay, well, I think we've come to the consensus Christian's fucking wrong. And Avatar 2 is great. And if you haven't seen it, fucking watch it and buy it on Blu-ray. Buy it ten times because I want all five movies made. And if they're not, I'm going to find you and blame you personally. I love these movies. I think okay. that's or you can just go watch the first one and then imagine it underwater and then you're done. Oh my god, I'm so done with this guy. All right, Trey. You know, you just like I'm just so surprised. Okay, moving on. So today <laughs> at approximately 10 a.m. I want to say Trey made us <laughs> Trey made us wait to record this podcast so we could fucking talk about this. All right. So I just want to put that out there first. Well, like that's because I was right that I knew this was gonna happen today. Um, because I've been right the whole time that Pretty Lights is coming back. And guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, after four years and eight months, Pretty Lights has come back to grace us with not just one, not just two or three or four or five or six or seven or eight, but nine different cities on this long tour. He also brought a new song with him um, and a fantastic music video for a trailer for the tour. Uh, seems like Derek is very happy. Here's we're gonna read we're gonna read the tweet slash the the media statement that came out today. All right. Can I say something real quick? I don't like that you're trying. Hold on. To let play. me finish this. Let me finish this, and then you can say what I want to say. <laughs> this is my moment. This is my moment. <laughs> he says, "Oh goodness, hi. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time, and I'm immensely grateful to be healthy and happy and surrounded by amazing people." I feel recharged and more ready than ever to launch a new vision of PL music and live events. Can't wait to share everything that's coming. And fam, seriously, thank you so much for your endless love and support. Thank you for all the positive energy while I took time to focus mine. It's a new dawn, and I can't wait to see you all again shining bright. Let's fucking go. So I understand that I'm arrogant. And that I just don't want this to become a, a you versus me thing, Blake, you know, but I just want you to appreciate the fact that this man whose music you love took time away to go and work on himself, battle whatever issues he may have had, which we will not speculate about on this podcast, or at least I won't, because it's nothing that we know for certain, but we kind of do. Um, and has now come back ready to launch this fantastic music project that we all hold near and dear to our hearts. Now, first you know. off. He could have just said his tenants stop paying their rent. Like, we, <laughs> <laughs> he could have just led with that. Second, I don't like that you're trying to play like this deep in the scene, operative, like pretty lights, knowledgeable guru. Like, bro, it's been all over Reddit and Twitter. So don't act like you, it's like you're so smart. You knew it was cu- like everybody knew. I'm, everyone knew. I'm not saying that. That's not at all what I'm saying. You are misconstruing that. I'm just saying that's why we waited today because we knew this was going to happen. And I that's that's fair. But, you know, I'm just saying and I'm not talking about, you know, everyone knowing that it's been coming in the last few weeks or even the last couple months. But listen, I do want to say that for the last five years, basically, I've been like, he will come back. He will come back. It will happen. And everyone was like, it's never going to happen. He's never going to do anything again. Not everyone, but a lot of people. There are a lot of doubters out there. Haters, one might call them. And one unfortunately, them. unfortunately for my haters, they were wrong. <laughs> And today is a glorious day in the history of music. Um, it's not something that happens very often in the history of music where an artist goes on complete radio silence hiatus and comes back. I feel like what I imagine Fish fans felt in 2009. Um, honestly, a lot of parallels there. You know, they had to t- take a break because someone in their band was having some issues. And Derek had to take a break because he might have been having some issues. And here we are, baby. We're back. Trace, to Trace, Trace said, everybody wanted to know what I'd do if Pretty Lights never came back. Guess we'll never know. Drops my yes, we're 
<laughs> so what do you guys think about this comeback? Christian? Look, I will say, hang on a okay, second. Not, I want to say I'm excited for this. And let me tell you why. Y'all got got, bro. This whole like me liking base actor thing was a bit. And I fucking got y'all. Y'all thought <laughs> I was a fucking base actor fan when I've been a, a PL shill from day one. And y'all y'all uh-huh. fed right into the bit, bro. I didn't buy a single one of those 55 base actor tickets. They were all gifted to me by lovers of the bit. Okay? <laughs> so in my my head, I will be going to the Colorado shows. And I'm I'm looking forward to them. I think it's a little weird they're not at Red Rocks. I don't know what the what's going on there. Um, but you know, I'm not like on fucking cloud nine, like you are. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, I haven't listened to pretty lights in a long time. When he fell off, I was kind of like, all right, that's the end of that phase. Um, but I mean, it'll be cool to see him again. I'm not going to like go on tour or anything, but I'll, I'll catch a show or two for sure. I like the revisionist bit, bit. I like that. It's a good, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Christian, what do you think? I'm fucking, I'm fucking stoked, man. First of all, <clears throat> he looks great. Can we just, can we just get on the same? He looks, he looks great. The beard is a great look for him. Beard with the hat, homie looks healthy. Looks like he's got some good weight on him. And that fucking track bangs. And when that, when that thing drops, banger. Immediately rides or dies. Immediately. The fucking tour is about to slap six nights in Colorado. Three mission. Three Dylan Amphitheater. Mission's going to be sick. Mission's going to be tight. Mission's a great venue for them. Um, that'll be uh, really fun. Fucking, they're going to do some, especially with their stage setup, fucking laser shark dancing lasers off that fucking disco ball in Mission. Then at the amphitheater, it's going to be. And the fact that he's coming back, he's doing a tour like, putting together some like killer fucking stops and everything seems to be like Trey and I were talking similar style venues. Everything's on the smaller side, which I just absolutely love. It's going to make these shows so much more intimate. And when is he, what are the dates for mission? Does anybody know? Uh, Four through six and 10th through 12th. Yeah. 4th through 6th, August. I got to say. And Dylan is 10th through 12th. Okay. Also, also just want to point out, yeah, I just want to point out uh, for the uh, for the tenth tenth through twelfth shows, you know, and the last Pretty Light show I turned twenty five. The last one in twenty eighteen, uh, it's my twenty fifth birthday on August eleventh. And at the Dylan shows, I'm going to turn thirty on the second night of the Dylan shows, which is pretty cool. Turning thirty, um, let's go. Yeah, it's going to help distract me from that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Christian said, they're all small venues. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Don't like fully quote me on this. They're all independent venues. None of them are Live Nation affiliated, which is kind of tight. Um, that's good. Yeah, that is fucking sick. Mission, yeah, mission and mission and Dylan are both Live Nation or not Live Nation affiliated. Neither is the Eastern. Um, I don't think that. Uh, anyway, um, so that's how many that's, are you going to try to go to? All of them. You're not making it to all of them, bro. The only the only one that I'm not going to go to is the <laughs> Oregon Festival um, because that's just a lot for a festival set to fly all the way out to Oregon, but. All the other ones, yeah. The way it works out, because it's weekend stops and there's a decent amount of time between, like, so the only one that would be, like, really difficult to get to is the Warfield in San Francisco. 
Um, but it's at the end of November. Uh, and so there's like kind of plenty of time between that Chicago salt shed stop. And then the last three weekends to where like, I, I think it's going to be relatively doable since I work remote, you know, I can take the show on the road, baby. Well, you got to record a podcast too. And I'm not taking pretty lights being on tour as a reason for you to cop out for three months. You like know? that's the best possible tour, best possible excuse that I could have. Listen, this, guy's, I'm just excited. this guy's Listen. already trying to cop out Christian already trying to cop out. I mean, Christian's going to be right there next to me. He's going every single weekend. Yeah, we need updates from the tour, bro. Our listeners need that. that. I can Um, do that. Also, are you going to stay in Colorado for two weeks? Because if so, we can record some live episodes of the pod, which would be Uh, fucking tight. It's just one week um, because it's like weekends that sandwich a week together. So I'm probably going to fly in on that Friday of the show. Um, I'll stay that. I'm probably actually going to take that week off of work since it's like – I'll just like bill it as a birthday week or something for work. Um, and then I'll stay that weekend and fly back on like the 13th or 14th. Fuck so yeah. The days between still do. shows will be cool. We could definitely do, we should do a live. Yeah, we live could definitely do one sure. if we figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could just, what we could do is just bank. We could just get fucked up one night and just bank like four live episodes. that get progressively worse as we get drunker. <laughs> put like them in the bank and release them throughout the tour. That way you don't have to, you don't have to jam in. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, right. I, could, I can hop in as long as I got my little uh, hamster boy to run my internet. Yeah, true. You know? <laughs> well, Trey, congratulations. You know what? Un- like, unironically, genuinely, I am happy for you. I'm glad that your artist of choice is coming back and you get to experience that live show again. Um, I will never get that, so I'm a little jealous. Actually, not really, though, because that was all a bit. And I don't really give a shit. But if I did, I would be pretty upset. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the show. Shania and I are already planning on going to the, the mission shows. So we'll did you sign up for pre-sales. I did not. They go on sale you tomorrow, should, right? They, you got to yeah, sign up for pre-sale like tonight to get a code tomorrow. PrettyLightsMusic.com. <laughs> because I can't. <laughs> unless my unless – my, I get to com backslash <laughs> I get paid Thursdays, but they've been coming in early, and I lost all my money in Las Vegas, so I literally have no money right now <laughs> to buy tickets. Like literally, no money. Like Damn. so, I have to, I have to wait if I don't get paid. So I might be hitting that resale market, baby. Um, well, the 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 venue presale will go on sale on Thursday, so you can still do presale on Thursday and then public on sale on Friday. Public is Friday. Nice. Yeah. So Hell yeah. You still got shot. Sick. Anyway. All right. So um, let's head into Rides or Dies. Um, Trey's is going to be a little bit of an odd one. Let me figure out how I can do this. Trey, you want to intro your track while I try to figure this out? Yeah. So my track, uh, we're not really sure what the title of it is right now. Let's just call it Spaceship. Um, it's by this guy named Starship. We, yeah, I think we're calling it Spaceship. It says Starship in the title. It's, it says Starship in that. <laughs> it, says, it says Starship, so I just, just seemed a little I mean, weird. Starship away. Right, we don't right. really know. All, All right. right. <laughs> um, it is the song that accompanies Prelights' announced video. Um, maybe not as much of a song as it is like just kind of uh, – I don't really know what to call this necessarily. Um, but I really, really like 
uh, a few things about it. First off, the lyrics that Derek sings at the beginning are actually taken from taken from a song called "The Highwaymen" um, by The Highwaymen, which is a super group that consisted of Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, and Waylon Jennings, uh, which is a really good album if you ever want to listen to that. Um, so uh, let's give it a spin. Where do you want me to start it? Um, from the beginning and then play it all the way until the very end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go start and start it right here. <laughs> Yeah, this is perfect. It just right. sounds like he figured out the analog song, right? Like, maybe he, he, I don't want to. Let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. But <laughs> that's but yeah. all that is. That's all analog design in there. The I'm cold yeah, as yeah, fuck, yeah. boy. Though we can talk about that for a second. A little yeah, cringe. I, what? I thought that was gangster as fuck. No, dude, I thought shit. it was cringe. I'm cold as fuck, boy. All right, Blake rides or dies. Okay, look, I'll say this. this. You guys are not going to like this. I don't like the singing. I just don't. I find it like it went on too long. I just don't enjoy it. It's not. I just don't like it. When it drops, though, when it drops, we kick into fucking 12th gear. And that's the type of drop I'm looking for from Mr. Vincent Smith. All right, I don't want any of this pussy, like, first three albums, Pretty Lights. Like, oh, like, wind, the sun, and the rain. Uh, I want violence. <laughs> I want fucking violence, bro. And when this shit drops, I'm coming for throats. So if you're in Mission Bar, you better watch the fuck out, boy, because I'm throwing elbows. Yes, yes, so yes. I give it a ride. It fucking rides hard. There's no question, bitch. Like, I even fuck with that little intro that's just like the only reason I think normally I'd probably give throw a little, you know, shade on that, but it's just the, it's just the dude. It's just fucking Derek V baby. It's just how he rolls. He's kind of like a little goofy sad boy and I respect it and I love it. I, I really like, I mean, obviously I'm going to like everything about it, but I, I, I do want to say that like, I think the fact that, you know, him his actual voice on a song like isn't really has never really been a thing before um so this being like the comeback song is just very very cool for the fan base to actually hear his voice you know that's fair christian what song you got yeah this is uh garrett hinky actually sent this track to me um and it is just a fucking little housey vibe by this dude, uh, Tom VR and Kareem Ali. It's called Sword Straight Through Me. You can go like 30 seconds in, so it picks up a hair. But, uh, yeah. It's very ambient. All right, Trey, thoughts? 
what was it that we did when we liked house music? Do we like throw our exes up or something? <laughs> We're gone forever. We love house. We're, We're gone, gone forever. We love house. That's what it was. Like, uh, I love his song. Uh, I think it, I think the drums in it are really really clean. Um, the ambient mm. is nice. It reminds me of a nice spring day drive. You know, the, the trees are oh. starting to bloom out here. So I know it's something y'all haven't had yet. I heard you got snow today, but we uh, did we get some greenery going on. So, um, yeah, a little spring drive song. Blake, what'd you think about it? Um, I don't know. I had a lot of weird imagery going on in my head when I heard this. Part of it was like either I just walked into a bar in Chicago that's underground that I don't belong in because everybody's <laughs> drinking only bourbon. Or I'm at a music festival and it's Sunday and I'm riding real high about to come down aggressively and I don't want the shows to stop. and It's like 5 a.m. and I know that reality is creeping back towards me. So I wander into the forest and this song is playing somewhere from the speaker. <laughs> um, right. but, I mean, I like it. I give it a ride. It's not like a hard ride, you know, but it's, it's a ride. It fits with like a mid certain vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Um, okay. My song is 30 Minutes to New Orleans by Lil Wayne. Um, This actually initially was a song that was on the Carter documentary, which was like an unofficial documentary that a fan made of Lil Wayne when the Carter 3 was about to come out. And the clip is him in his tour bus getting tattooed, standing up, smoking a blunt with SportsCenter in the background. And this song is playing over the speakers. And he's looking at the camera, just rapping the whole first verse. And so it was unreleased for a long fucking time. And then somebody got a hold of it eventually um, and released it. So I'm going to play a snippet of it right now. I don't know where I am in the song, but we'll figure it out. So dies. <laughs> All right. It's the one part of the Wayne. It's like the one style of like Wayne's voice. That's like just. And I fucking can't. Sounds fucking scared. <laughs> Christian sounds scared. Lil Wayne doesn't sound scared. I'm never gonna say a Lil Wayne track dies just out of respect. Um, this that's song fair. rides. I will say though, like the audio quality on this is just not great. So it's I not. Really maybe that's doing. Maybe that's what's to getting it. me too. If yeah. it was mastered, I would probably give it like a hard rides. But this just gets some regular strength rides from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Every quality of the song, doesn't matter where I find it, SoundCloud, Bad. YouTube, sounds like shit. I just like, yeah. and that's like a lot of his, those unreleased songs that came out around this time, like every single version of it sounds like shit. Cause somebody just illegally found it and put it on the internet. Um, yeah, fuck you, Christian. It's a good song. All right. Whatever. It's about Do you want my honesty. Would you like me to lie to you? No, I want you to lie to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> hang on a second. Hang on a second. All right. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks off, and we've returned, or a week off, whatever the fuck we're doing. And I hope he brought his A game, although he said that he didn't. Oh, my God. That's the preview, not the live version. Although he said that he didn't. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fantastic edition of Trey's Terrible Twitter Takes. My name is Trey, and I will be your latest host today. 
guys, I don't know if I've ever been this happy in my life. This might be the best day ever for me. Um, the only I bad thing about helped. like what has happened with this whole comeback is the fact that he's like brought Michael Minert back into some sort of light here. You know, I'm going to choose just not to talk about that. I'm just going to choose not to talk about it. All right. So for our first tweet, our first tweet, there's not many today, but I do have a pretty okay. excellent one that's very long. Okay. Um, okay. So, Making an appearance again is going to be shirts that go hard. Um, and it is a picture of a man wearing a black shirt and white font. And the shirt says, I come in peace. And then there's a lady next to him with his arm around her. She's wearing a black shirt and it says, I'm peace. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right. And we need to wear a duo shirt like that to the first night of Pretty Lights. I'm so yes. nice. <laughs> Okay, so this next uh, this next Twitter take is a is a loose word because this is just a Facebook status that I found on Reddit. Um, it's a little long, so just hold on. This is this is the long one. This is all I got. Uh, so this man says, "I witnessed a tough guy talking extreme bullcrap to a very small poor man. Both absolute strangers to me. I walk up, me, just stop. If you want to fuck with someone, fuck with me. Him, who the fuck are you?" Me, I'm the guy that doesn't sit around watching fools fuck with people. Him, he pushes me. Me, one punch and he knocked out cold. And here comes the owner of the place. Owner, looks like you should be a champion. Me, why is that? Owner, that guy wins all his fights and has never been knocked out. I can't wait to see what he says when he wakes up. He's an asshole. Me, I'm out of here. Fuck this place. I don't need to be in a place with so many assholes. Dash, please don't fuck with people around me. I really don't like it. I love that guy, dude. Oh, we're still going. Okay. <laughs> we're still going. I know what it feels like to be picked on and ridiculed. I won't allow it to happen to anyone if I see it. Nothing is a game for me. Nothing is a joke. Touch a woman or a child and you really done. Check yourselves, homies, especially if you are around me. Y'all can laugh your asses off. Everyone does until they don't. God is with me. I have an alien inside of me. I have superpowers. I have to tell everyone the truth about who I am. I just keep being myself and I am tired of hiding myself to keep people comfortable and be temporarily accepted by people that don't even like me. Here's the best part. (laughs) It's a journey. It's a journey. The best part about that is the last paragraph where you learn this guy's like crazy unhinged, right? I am an alien. I have superpowers. No, isn't it? I Jesus. have an alien inside I'm, of me. Yeah, I have an alien inside of me. Right. Oh my god! What a hero, uh, man! Not the I one mean, we deserve, but, but the not the one we deserve, but the one that we need. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I just want to read. I want to read this tweet one more time for Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, I had boobs for other girls that I felt ostracized. Me, they're big, but I wouldn't say they're ostrich size. <laughs> I want to read that for Christian because I knew he'd like it. I'm seeing it's so good. <laughs> I mean, they're big, but I wouldn't say they're ostrich size. I was, I was thinking about. Um, Earlier when I was going through my Batman marathon, what about like trans Batman that's now a woman and he's just like getting mad that people are still calling him Batman? (laughs) 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 And then then he puts out the iconic line. Like he changes nothing about his outfit at all. (laughs) Or his voice. Or voice. (laughs) He says. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it. 
brother, trans day, trans day recognition was like last week. So uh, he says, I'm not the man the city needs. I'm the woman this week. <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right. I do respect trans people, by the way. All right. Anybody? Uh, <laughs> For the record. Very pro, very pro rights on this podcast, but that would be just, just objectively fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, they're still calling you. A, what? What? Somebody do an Alfred voice. I can't do Alfred. Trey, can you do Alfred? Give me a second. Let me get into care. Bruce. I mean, Brenda. No, it's not. You're still stuck in banging, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brenda. I was wondering what drink first. No, spirit. I don't know. pussy. Oh, shit. Okay, well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed. Um, that was... Watch the Throne and Avatar and Pretty Lights and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, whose pick is it next? Uh, these Christians. Christian, you got any ideas? Yeah. I got some. I'll float them to you. I don't know. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you guys in two weeks. And Christian, it was good to have you back. I speak for all of the fans when I say that. Great to be back. All Miss right. You yeah. boys. I'm going to go watch the Lakers. Who was rubbing the wood like Kiki Shepard? Two tattoos, one red, no apologies. The other said love is cursed by monogamy. That's something that the pastor don't preach. That's something that a teacher can't teach. When we die, the money we can't keep.